Hello, good morning, everyone. Morning, team. Morning, crew. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Hope you're all awesome and well, wherever you are. Few of the early birds up and at it already. Hey, David. Morning, mate. Good to see you. Jeff's been out and about making money at the casino, Jeff. Well, there you go. <laughs> all right. Shashank, morning. How are you? Afshin, morning, mate. Good to see you. And there's Tim in the house and Deb's here too. Hey, hope you're all well. Good to see you online this morning, crew. Well, things are warming up. We'll do the intros as we do sometimes here and there. Jason Witten's my name. Most of you know that. But if you're new, if you're wandering by, if you're finding us accidentally or something like that, then uh, hello and welcome. Good to have you here. Let us know <coughs> what you're doing, where you're coming from. You might have joined our coaching and mentoring program or you might be just uh, wandering by, whatever it is. Uh, welcome to a Wealth Coffee Chat in the mornings where we do this sort of about 10 past eight each day. The last week it's been bit, a bit bitsy, hasn't it? You know, um, but... Uh, Back in the saddle this morning, <clears throat> but uh, what we try and do is work out a bit of fear from fact, a bit of good information so we can make great decisions for our long-term wealth team about property investing. So uh, welcome along. You're in a good spot. Uh, let me know if you've got any questions in the chat. Always happy to answer them. Maybe not today if we're on a roll, but uh, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. We've got Luke here too. Morning, Luke. Ah. Uh, Tim, you've got the lurg. Yes, it's getting around. Yeah, my wife Shay's got the lurg too and it's terrible. She's been coughing for a week. Um, hideous. Morning, Donna, all the way from the sunny coast. Aaron, good to see you, mate. Good to see you. Well, the other night, folks, the other night, uh, got a chance to chat to everyone in our coaching and mentoring program at our mentoring night. There was a, a few hundred people online, which was awesome. And uh, we talked about some of the drivers of property values, um, some drivers of the past, some drivers of the future, not necessarily um, um, obvious ones, to be honest. Uh, we got Alex all the way from Cairns. Morning, Alex. Uh, there you go, Sonia. Great to see you online. <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit... Uh, bit here and there over the last bit. Uh, are we going to go into another property boom? Uh, I think we will be seeing a boom or a, or a growth period driven uh, with something a little different, Ash, uh, Afshin. Um, and that's probably what I want to talk about today. Today, the next drivers of the future property uh, activity and, um, you know, what what is driving that from you know, the past and what will drive it in the future. The other night when we caught up at our coaching and mentoring program, I talked about a few things and let's go into that this morning. A few things that, uh, you know, I had a uh, had a, a deep dive on some data, some stats from the past. Number one, right, inflation controls. And this is starting in 1990, folks, so the past 30 years. And uh, just give you a little bit of context on the conversation. In 1990, what happened 
in the Australian property market, the real estate market, and what uh, what got set up for driving our values into the future. Well, inflation controls. We got inflation down from sort of 9 to 3%. That was fantastic. Interest rates went from 17%. We had a 30-year decline, folks, from 17% to a low of 2%. Get that, right? So just think of the access to capital and money um, over that period of time. Inflation was under control. Uh, it was, you know, pretty steady and uh, we had a massive resources boom. Resources went ballistic for about 20 years. The last five or six years, not as crazy, but it's kicking on again in Western Australia. If anyone knows anyone from WA, give them a call and say, hey, what's going on over there? Absolutely manic when it comes to uh, that uh, that stuff, what's going on. And the urban sprawl. We had 10 million people uh, enter the country over the last 30 years, 10 million people, and land content uh, shrunk from the sort of the one-acre lot, you know, down now. Tell me in the chat, a one-acre lot back in the day, or, or is it, was it a <coughs> was it a one-acre or a half an acre? Remember back in that day, you know, you had half an acre, right, for land content. What's the Average piece of real estate these days, folks, uh, when it comes to the size. What's a good size of a piece of real estate? Um, tell me in the chat uh, what, what's of late. And it's not a bad thing, to be honest. Um, I think it's a perfectly fine thing. But, uh, what you know, if, you get, if you're getting a good piece of land these days on a brand new house, what's the size? Because if you say a half an acre, yep, <laughs> exactly. So half an acre, let's do half an acre. Half an acre, folks, is um, 2,000 square metres, right? And uh, the land sprawl, land content has shrunk to 400 square metres, okay, on average. Yeah, 500 is not so common these days, Afshin, but if you get it, that's good. Um, And even now sort of, you know, 300 uh, square metres is kind of the norm as well because, you know, uh, land – uh, land doesn't get you rent. So, you know, this is the thing you weigh up as a property investor. Smaller the land, the less the upfront cost of the real estate. Maybe the bigger, the better the house. I would spend a bit more on the house than I would on the land uh, for me because uh, for most property investors upfront, it's about cash flow, not the capital growth. You can't use the capital growth to, you know, fund your mortgage. Can you? You can't do that. Um, you used to be able to do that back in the day, but these days they've got it locked down tight uh, when it comes to that stuff. So that's the past 30 years, and I dived deep into that on our mentoring and coaching program. I'm not going to dive into that part today, uh, but suffice to say, on average, the Australian property market um, across the board increased about 500%. What does that mean? The average house price went from $200,000 to about 900 k across Australia, okay? Now, different cities went at different rates, but, you know, what is the big question is what's going to drive the next 30 years uh, of property values? And I think, to be honest, in the next, the next 10 years are going to be super interesting and uh, – Afshin said, all right, 
What do you reckon, folks? Have we got another property boom on the horizon? Now, I wouldn't go property boom. That's not not really how I would talk about what's going to happen, folks. But oh, I think we're going to have some drivers in the, the property market that are going to really push things along, really push things along, folks. Um, it's going to be huge. Supply and demand. Tell me in the chat, which one of these is in control right now? Which one is the highest? Um, demand or supply? Which one's, which one's high and which one's low, folks? I mean, this is kind of a loaded question. Most of you should know this. Unless you've been living under a rock, by the way, uh, we have got um, some real challenge issues right now in the market. Uh, supply and demand. Tell me. Demand is high. Absolutely all day long. Demand is high. Opposite way round with supply, Afshin, and when we're talking about residential real estate, all right, demand is up. Demand is high. And demand is coming from what? Okay. Um, our biggest population boom uh, in a single period that we've ever had in Australia's history. Close to a million people have re- returned to the country. Yeah, immigration. That's it, Luke. Boom. Massive population boom, you know, uh, and it's not from us having babies, unfortunately. Well, fortunately, I don't know. Is it fortunate? Unfortunate. I don't know. Anyway, a lot of people. Close to a million people have entered the country, physical bodies, uh, in the last 12 months, right? And so uh, at the same time, our supply chain, our supply chain of residential real estate is at the lowest per capita, per head that we've ever had in history, ever had in history. Now, um uh, from a an approvals point of view, the worst approvals and completions for over a decade, over over a decade. So, anyway, it's a disaster. It's the lowest, uh, and that's showing up in things like the vacancy rate. Rate, folks, um, our vacancy rate right now across the country 08 percent across the whole nation. Folks, that is the lowest vacancy rate in Australia's history ever recorded. Right. So we have this issue and it's not going to get fixed soon. That was terrible English. It's not going to be <laughs> rectified anytime soon, is it? Tell me, and I've asked you guys this question before, how long, now this this government, uh, this government rubbish about, oh, we're going to do, uh, build to rent and all that sort of stuff. That's not going to solve the supply issues. That's not su- solving any supply issues anywhere, folks. That's not su- that's not solving anything for our property market, for you and you and I, for property buyers out there. It's not going to solve it. <clears throat> How long? How long? Even if we wanted to, would it take us? And it's not. It, Anyway, how long would it take us to turn around the supply part of our uh, property market? How long would it take us to go from the worst supply we've ever seen to a decent amount of supply when it comes to development? What do you think, folks? It's gonna you're dead right. The next five to ten years, it's going to it's probably going to take us five years to get ourselves on track if we're lucky, and I and I think it's going to kick on <laughs> fifty years for sure. I think we're going to feel this for a long time. You're dead right, Sonia, in that respect, for sure. 
Uh, I think it would be five to ten years to turn this around and then it would be ten to twenty years to get that supply chain back to something regular. Folks, we've had 2,000. We've had 2,000 builders go broke. 2,000. Some of the largest builders in the country have shut up shop. Um, So anyway, that's only one thing, right? The next 10 years are going to be plagued with supply issues. There's going to be more demand than there is supply. That's going to be here for at least a decade. Minimum, minimum, folks. Intergenerational wealth transfer um, is huge, huge. Uh, Flight to quality and live work play, which means people that want to live a million miles from nowhere, okay? And the younger generation are here. This is the one I want to talk about today, the intergenerational um, uh, transfer of wealth. For those who were with me the other night at mentoring, you guys have seen this. Over 4 million Aussies are set to retire um, in the next 10 years. What does that mean in dollar, in dollar terms? Some of you all have already seen this. Um, that is $3.5 trillion worth of wealth over the next uh, 30 years, right? So between now, 2020, uh, 2020 and 2050, folks, right, um, we are going to see a huge amount of wealth. Um, yep, exactly, Tim. There's the cost of buildings going up. We haven't got a, enough people to build. Now, there's there's obviously some hairy stuff going on in that in that space for us as as investors too. We have to manage and negotiate how we acquire and purchase real estate. I actually think there's a I, I well I, I 100% know right now there's a window of uncertainty in the market because people don't understand what's going on because they're um, they're worried about interest rates, which you know for some people that's a big concern. Uh, for you and I. If you can buy a property, you should be right now because you wait till the interest rates drop a little bit, folks, and, uh, you know, the rest of the market wakes up again and gets back in. You ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. So prices are, you know, constrained at the moment uh, and they're only going to go up later on and end the story. Um, so there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right, Chris. Time to adopt a retiree. <laughs> <laughs> You're dead right. Uh, I saw another one the other day saying that uh, you know that a large amount of uh, business owners, you know, are going to sell their businesses also over this next ten to twenty years. So it's going to be huge, folks. Anyway, it's going to be massive, um, and you know, two hundred and twenty-four billion dollars a year for the next thirty years. What you know, put that in context. That that's. That's huge amounts of money, folks. Uh, put that in context. We put $291 billion, uh, into the uh, economy during COVID. So $291. So we're going to kind of do almost a COVID injection of wealth into the economy every year for the next 30 years. $3.5 trillion. My question to you is, where is that going to go and who's going to spend it? What are they going to do with it, folks? What are they going to do with it? Uh, well, for a lot of these people, and you guys saw it the other day, 
if you are at mentoring, you already saw the boomers are going to give that money or a lot of it is going to transfer to the Gen Xs and the Gen Ys. It's going to go from here over this way. Um, what are they going to do with that? What are they going to do with that? All right. Um, do you reckon if they're going to uh, inherit significance about of wealth, they might buy a caravan. You might be right, Luke. Tell me. Like, and I'm seeing this already because we do, we've got a, uh, a residential property office up in Brisbane. We see a lot of this, this stuff. If you, if you inherit extra money from your parents or someone uh, and you're 30 to 40, what are you going to do? Are you going to take that money, more money than you've ever had before? Uh, are you going to move to somewhere you can afford or you, what type of property will you buy when you've got extra money than, than you couldn't before? I'm loading this question up, right? Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, I think, uh, I think the government will put their, try and get their fingers on it for sure, Chris. You know, they'll have a, they'll have a crack at this, uh, this, this stuff for sure. But tell me, team, when you come into a bit of money, when, you're, when your wealth increases, do you move to somewhere, you know, budget, budget constraint? Like, what's the general gist? Um, and I'm trying to load this question up because I, I know the answer to this and you, you might know the answer. Um, when you get a pay rise, when, you, when your wealth increases, what do you do? Do you stay where you are? Do, you, do, you, do the majority of people, you know, um, uh, buy a cheaper house, you know, than they can afford? They buy a bigger house. That's exactly right, Chris, okay? And not only that, they buy flight to quality. Boom, Tim. They buy things that they buy good things, folks. And check this out, all right? You buy a cheaper, uh, a better quality property. So it's already happening. And this is, I didn't get a chance to dive deep into this the other night. But again, this is a thing. In the last year, okay, in the last year, 25% of all houses purchased on the eastern coast of Australia were bought in cash, no mortgage. So let that land, let that land. 25% of all property purchases in the last year were bought in cash. This is not like airy-fairy, it's going to happen in 10 years' time, folks. It is already happening right now, right People are moving and buying. Check this out. Broad Beach in Queensland, the Gold Coast, all right? Fabulous place for a lifestyle manoeuvre, right? The largest portion of properties last year in Queensland, right, uh, were bought in Queensland, and the average purchase price was nine, <coughs> excuse me, 900 grand, 900,000 in cash. It's happening, folks, already. People are either right-sizing, right, that's a new word, right-sizing, or downsizing, or passing cash on to family members. <clears throat> and what are they doing? Check out this stat. Dwelling sales over $2 million. Let's drill into that for a second, right? Oh, that's terrible. All right, should get a better quality photo of that. In 2021 and 2022, on the eastern seaboards of Australia, which includes Gold Coast, Brisbane, Redland Bay, you know, New South Wales, etc., uh, Canberra, Victoria, 
the number of properties purchased for $2 million or more is the highest we've ever been. 66,000 for over 2 million. 2021, 60,000 in 22. It's huge, 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 huge. Uh, and the wealth, um, people's wealth increased pretty significantly as well. This average wealth here, the 5 million wealth in that uh, that arrangement. So, folks, pretty massive uh, when it comes to, I think I've got this. And you can see in the capital cities as well, look at this. And this is the, the, the percentile. So, so it's a third... A third, a third, right? It's broken into a third. Check out places like Sydney. Um, the capital growth, the change in, in house prices or the, the median value or the um, median value, folks, in Melbourne and Sydney, it was the more expensive properties, right? So this is something I talked about the other day. It was the more expensive properties that are driving the price range or the, the median price change, right? It's not the cheapies. Maybe there's nothing cheap in those cities. Who knows? <laughs> you know? But, um, you know, uh, and Brisbane wasn't far behind, right? Uh, the rest of Australia, sort of Adelaide, you know, cheapy end of town, Perth, cheapy end of town, and the rest of them kind of, you know, flat or down. But in the two big cities, the most expensive properties drove the property market and people are wealthier than they've ever been before. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Anyway, there you go. There you go. What's the takeaway? What's the takeaway today, folks, for us as property investors? The takeaway is this. What drove the past 30 years is not going to drive the next 30 years. Quality, the quality of your real estate, the quality of the location of your real estate, and land content, right? So I, I think you should be driven by um, a portion of land content in your portfolio, but also location and quality of lifestyle is as important these days than land content. Um, so what I do, I balance up my portfolio. I'm a little bit weighted towards location rather than land. I would say if I did the math, I'd be 60% on apartments and townhouses in my portfolio compared to uh, houses, and that's changed over the years because of the quality of what you can get in a really nice apartment compared to a house for the money, folks. Anyway, there you go. Um, buy a high-quality property, dead right, Luke. Um, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a real boom, actually, Sonia, for the real estate um, industry over the next 10 years or, well, maybe over the next 20 years when it comes to this changeover of real estate. The government needs to get their heads out of their asses when it comes to the cost of changing over, you know, um, when it comes to stamp duty and capital gains tax. But, you know, those greedy pricks, you know, they're useless when it comes to any vision about that. Well, I'll talk about that another day. Anyway, I'm rabbiting on now. You guys know the drill. What's going to drive the future is quality. What drove the past was quantity, right? Um, and, uh, Money is going to be that's going to cost us between four and six percent. You know, that's what's going to happen. Uh, so, what's going to drive it? It's not going to be cheap interest rates, it's not going to be a 30 year fall, folks. It's not going to be a 30 year decline interest rates. That's it, that's not what's going to drive the house price. What's going to drive it 
is this transfer of wealth and people want good things to live in. That's what's going to drive it. That's my call. You guys know the drill. Anyway, I've gone over time, but uh, that's it. We're done and dusted for today. Join me tomorrow. I'm back on the back on the, the morning coffee chats and about 10 past eight for another one. There you go. I'm done. I'm dusted. Thanks, folks. Good to see you. Remember, there's a couple of sayings around here. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. It's going to take time. And if you buy well, you don't have to bloody sell. So just buy well in the first place. All right? That's what I'm talking about. Anyway, done. Dusted. Thanks, folks. See ya. See you tomorrow if you're up for it. Bye-bye.